Hello. Yo, Yo. what's happening? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is Echo Craft, and you are listening to Echo Cast. Tonight we have uh, the pleasure of uh, welcoming Mr. Cobra Clutch uh, on the show. <laughs> there he is. What's and happened? we also have uh, Mr. City in Ruin, the sidekick. How's that? it going, What's guys? That? Just hanging out, man. Cool. So, Bob, before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys uh, know and our listeners know that, um, you know, this is uh, Echo Cast. We talk about music, synthesizers, music in production, music technology, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. It usually, <laughs> goes, usually goes down like that. Also, um, uh, I just want to let everybody know that I am drinking a sparkling ice black oh, cherry. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> sparkling iced black cherry yes sir like, i'm trying like a, is that like a like a seltzer water yeah it's like a very tasty beverage actually um your lady told me not to drink this stuff because it's got fake stuff in it and i said poo poo i like it so uh <laughs> and every every time i do a podcast uh Zach, I drive Zach crazy because I always open up with, and I'm drinking a sparkling ice. And tonight is Black Cherry by Sparkling Ice. It's delicious. You should listen to uh, Echo Cast drinking one of these uh, on Thursday nights. It actually helps you get through the podcast. Dude, can you just give him a sponsorship so I don't have to hear it anymore? Who is ever listening from Sparkling Ice? Just do it, please. Yo, you have to at Sparkling Ice every time you you put your... Uh, Echo Cast posts online, they won't know unless you tell them. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to start doing that because um, I really like this stuff. <laughs> uh. even if, even, even, dude, even if they send me like free cases of it, I'll be happy. I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, um, man, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, shameless uh, plugs. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, um, Anyway, so let's uh, let's get right into this. So, Ruben, everybody, Cobra Clutch's name is really Ruben, um, but that his his artist name is Cobra Clutch, which is really cool. Um, I've known Ruben for a long time, and it took us this long to actually uh, get into music together. Uh, we've been saying it for years, and uh, we still haven't collaborated on anything, but. Uh, the cool thing is, is that we, uh, all three of us actually on this podcast have been on an album together, which is really cool. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah so. I love, the, I love that album, man. I think, I think it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's a really, it's, it, it was put together really well. Manny and I worked on it really hard. And, and um, the artists that we got on there uh, from all over the world, which is awesome, you know. Um, so we're trying to work on another one. And Manny's... Um, he didn't like some of the artists that I had picked and then he didn't like some of the songs that some of the artists had. So we're trying to rearrange some things. We actually will probably be coming out with a um, compilation album uh, of just ambient stuff because uh, that's a lot of the artists that we were dealing with had a lot of more ambient textures to their, uh, their sound and not as much like, you know, with, with drums and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, man, I'd love to be in on that. I got some I got some stuff in the stash like that. that nobody really knows about. So, 
Oh, really? It, oh, hell yeah, man. You know, I I, I make stuff Dude. that that only I like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And that's some of that shit, you know, where it's just like ambient stuff. At least I think only I like it. You know, it's because like, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just stuff that I never really put out. So it would be dope to uh, to get that stuff out there somehow. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you should definitely message Manny and like send him one of the tracks and let him because I'm telling you, man, it's just like, you know, I don't know if you listen to um, when we had staring at the sun on last week. Um, you know, Paul said that he goes, I write music that I want to listen to. Exactly. Um, and and yeah. I, I dig that. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a, that that's holding true to the craft that you that you practice. It's like you exactly know, a cook, a chef makes food he wants to eat, you know, exactly. A, a carpenter builds things he wants to dwell in or furniture he wants in his house, you know, like that. Right, right. That's how it works. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that's the thing, you know, like Zach, Zach's uh, he's into like horror style uh, movie, like electronic music. Um, and you know, and, and it shows like that's the, the music that he puts out. That's what he sounds like. So, and Manny, Manny, you know, nobody knows Manny is, he is Trova. Trova is, uh, is an ambient artist. Um, and Manny's stuff is really ambient. I don't think there's any drums in any, any stuff either. Um, nope. and that's the kind of stuff he likes to listen to, you know? Um, so yeah, so hopefully if you send something to a man, tell him that because I don't think he knows that about you. I didn't know that about you. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's like some of those things where like I I'll make tracks and it's just kind of like they just end up in a folder because like you know some somehow somewhere I was just like, all right, that's cool. I'm I'm over it. <laughs> I'm right, yeah. Something else, you know. Oh no, I I I hear you, man. We all have <laughs> we all have those. I have a folder. Uh, actually folders on my one of my drives with tons of shit like i i, I haven't even I, I don't think i've looked at it in probably a couple of years um it's just really interesting because like and then i'll go back and listen to it and go this either sounds like bugs in my head or it'll sound good you know what i mean um <laughs> yeah um but anyway so ruben let me ask you something man what was what was the first synthesizer you ever owned or drum machine Oh man. <laughs> uh so <clears throat> the first one I ever owned was an Elisis SR16. Oh and, damn. And that was the uh drum machine that uh Grandmaster Flash used for like some of his songs and Yeah, yeah. I I heard you know I I saw it at a store and like honestly at that point in time I wasn't really too uh I wasn't too like tech savvy. So I, I, I went there and I was like, I need something that I could like, you know, program some drums with. That's all I really like wanted to try out. So yep. the guy at the store was like this box right here, you could buy this and then just plug some headphones into it and you're off and running. And I was like, all right, well sh that, that works. So I saved up my little part-time job money and I bought that little drum machine and took it home and was playing it and, I remember one day these girls from school came over with me and they were like, they were Oh, like, there it hey. is. <laughs> they, were like, hey. they were like, Hey, you, Oh, you're, you're making beats. I'm like, yeah, uh, I guess. And they, they played, I played it for them and they were like, Oh yeah. It sounds like you need some practice. I was like, Oh, oh damn. <laughs> uh, I, was like, I was like, all right, well shit. Um, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I did the wrong thing, but, 
I would keep trying this drum machine, man. Oh my god, that's friggin' funny, dude. <laughs> <laughs> here I am. Here I am thinking like like Ruben's on this ride now. He's got the girls checking him out. He's checking out his beats, and all of a sudden the chick just is like, "Yeah, bro, you need you need it practice." Like, you know, <laughs> it was like an eight hundred eight kit with like a kick. A uh, 808 snare and like a cowbell and like some hi hats and it was just like it was probably like awful like the jankiest drum pattern ever because that's I didn't, awesome. I, the thing is, is that <laughs> I didn't know how to I didn't know how to operate the machine like when I when I turned it on and and I started to read the manual I was like I have no fucking clue what any of this means. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what quantize means like that word. I had a hard time just saying it. Yeah, like, I, I hear you. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. So, you know, and, and I had friends who would make, who were making music and like, you know, I, I got introduced to music from, a, uh, through a, a friend and, and his older brother who was a DJ and his, and he, you know, he would amaze me. Like I would watch him on the turntables and be like, man, like I never knew anyone could use turntables and records like that. Like that's like what he was doing was amazing. Like it was, yeah, see, that's cool. So I was like, I, I was like, they, I, I had no idea that like people were playing them like an instrument, you know, like I was like, Oh man, that's crazy. So he got me into, uh, he got me into like using my ears more, you know, like right, I, right. I, I may not have like touched the turntables and like learn how to use them that well at that point in time. But he, he uh, encouraged me to listen closer to like the things that were happening. Oh, that's cool. So that's why so you had, I had like, so you yeah. had like a you had like a mentor kind of thing, right? Yeah, man. His name is Willie, man, and and uh, <laughs> you know it's a crazy story. At life, you know, just to put it in perspective, man, life takes uh, interesting turns. You know, I I one day I was living in Do- I was living in Dorchester, and I was getting on the red line to go into work, and I see this guy with a he he had a dog with him, and I was like, man, that guy looks like Willie. And I I walked closer, just kind of, you know, I had my headphones in and sunglasses on. I wasn't, you know, trying to, like, draw any attention. So I walked by him, and it was him. I was It was Willie, but he had a seeing eye dog. Oh, damn, dude. And I was like, oh, man, that, that's Willie. And I started talking to him, and I told him who I was, and he hugged me and everything. And it was, like, this crazy moment. And, like, you know, life takes crazy turns, man. Willie, is, Willie went blind, like, completely, you know? like Oh, man. So, like. you know it's an amazing you know experience that i had with him while you know we were younger and he was able to do all these other things and he showed me but uh yeah that doesn't downplay him at all man that dude graduated from umass uh boston and he 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 took the train from lawrence every day and went to university and took put himself through school while he was blind Wow, that's awesome, man! Yeah. Yeah. Is he is he still spinning or anything? Is he still doing anything? I don't, th- I don't think so. You know, uh, at the time when I, when I was a kid, um, I think Willie was like in his early to mid twenties. Okay. Um. So now he's like in his uh, late fifties and stuff. So he's not really or, or mid fifties, I think. Um. So he's not really involved in the music stuff. Yeah, anymore. he's like he, he's still he's a old, fan. You know, he's still like he's old like, like me. <laughs> hey man but he but he uh but yeah man he's an inspirational dude uh definitely one of the first uh solid music experiences i ever had how cool is that though like you you, you know you recognize the dude you find out you know what happened to him in life and then you know you realize too that he hasn't given up he's still 
you know, he, he put himself through school. He's still, you know, he's still kicking at it, man. And, he, and, yeah. he, and he's making it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just didn't let it stop him from achieving what he wanted, you know? But right. And, but right at that moment though, Ruben, that's like so inspirational. Like, is this guy that showed you, he was a gateway to music for you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you bump into him and he's that way, but still it's not, it's sad, but it's not because he's still like going, no, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm still going. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, dude. Yeah, you know? still, still occupied, still learning, still yeah. finding ways to change his, to change himself and become what he wants to be. So that's, uh, I mean, hey, man, I, I, I can't, I can't express to you how much respect I have for him. Oh, totally. Um, that's but, a cool yeah, story. That was, I, I got goosebumps when you were telling <laughs> me too. I'm like sitting there going, "Wow, like that's but, deep." Uh, yeah, man. But that's uh, that's kind of like uh, my first exp- experience. I, I mean. Um, so in terms of like the music gear, like um, Willie had Technique 1200s and he had like the Mark 1s. He had like the original Technique 1200s. Yeah, the original uh, di- uh, di- direct drives. Direct drives. Yeah. Man. And he was, I'm telling you, it was fantastic. Like the the way his fingers move, like the crabbing and all that. Like I was like, geez, I, I was like, I'll never be that good. I know that. I just don't have that kind of coordination. Well, did you, did, did you, had you in any point in your career? Cause I know you, you've done a lot of hip hop stuff. I know you've done stuff for Samo. Um, yep. Yep, but yep. I mean, like, do you, have you, did you do any spinning or anything like that? Or, you know, did you, I know you, I know you, you, um, you've rapped and stuff like that. And I know you do. I saw some, um, I think Shanti was showing me some pictures of you. Uh, you went to some kind of, um, I don't know it was like a, a gig that you did and you had uh you brought some of your gear with you were playing instrumental stuff. You weren't spitting that night though, right? You were No, no, you... no. That that um the stuff with Samuel Harvey is more like I was like his hype man cuz like I was recording all the stuff with him so like I pretty much knew all the music, you know, better than than anyone else did all. Yeah, yeah. So I was like fuck it, I'll go with you and we'll we'll like amplify the presence on stage, you know. Yeah, that's cool and do that so that that's pretty much what that was uh with harvey and we had a good run we did some stuff you know we did some shows and had some fun some free drinks and stuff i mean it was great that was good times you know no Uh, no harvey's definitely that kid's got it man and i i just sit there and i go man you got to do something with it you know every time i see him you know when he drops by like i always tell him all the time I'm like what are you doing you know (laughs) yeah Um, man i mean you know the the thing with harvey is is like i know that he's got uh, a catalog of of recordings like he does he has like two or three lps worth like when i say lp like i guess i'm speaking in like hip-hop terms like 14 track records yeah 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 he's got like three or four you know yeah man and uh and 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 other stuff aside from that um but you know, like it, everything is with time. Like you know, I I feel like maybe he doesn't feel like it's his time, or he's waiting for the right moment to do what he needs. Um, maybe that's it. Uh, but in terms of putting it out, I mean, it's not going to take very much. You know, like I just think he needs to uh, just just start packaging it and putting it out and finding the time. You know, we're all parents and we all have jobs. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, responsibilities and stuff. So obviously, we have to uh negotiate those things first but um you know th- there has to be a schedule you know where you take care of your 
your passions, you know, you have to feed those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, it's funny cause I gave him shit. Uh, last time I saw him, I was a couple of <clears> weeks ago and he got engaged and I, and I was like, Oh, you're all done now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, and I, he's, he's smiling. you know, Javi, he was like smiling. He's like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And, uh, yeah. But no, I, it, it's funny because, you know, I, I, I've been around you guys and stuff. I've always wanted to go see uh, you and Harvey perform and I never got a chance to. And, um, you know, I know Sebastian had, had done stuff with you guys in the studio too. And then I, I was shocked when I asked Sebastian, I said, uh, I said, so dude, you want to be on the compilation album? And he was like, oh, I don't know, man, I haven't done anything. And, and I guess he was about to sell some of his gear and Sarah actually talked them out of it. And wow. she, t- she told him, she said, no, you need to do this. You need to make music again. And he sent us the track and I sat there and I went, holy shit. And I was like, I go, he's, he does a lot of the stuff that I listen to. And, yeah. and yeah. It, it, very trance like, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I was like, I was like, wow. I go, and so he, you know, Sebastian, he's so cool, man. He goes, he's like, he's like, so do you like it? What do you, what do you think? I'm like, bro, this is amazing. Like, yeah, this is going on the album. Manny freaked out, you know, uh, when Manny heard your track, Manny thought it was cool. He's like, this is fucking, this album is going to be boss. He was like, this is going to be awesome. Like, because there's so many different styles on the album. Yeah. Um, right. Right. And it, to me, it represented electronic music it represented every genre of electronic music right um you know and even jake's track was funk he had this whole funk thing going on man you know (laughs) yeah Um, i like that track man that track is fire yeah it's cool you know and and it there was just some of the guy that the two guys from germany uh one guy does all his stuff on modulars hh noi um and it just blew my mind because a lot of times I hear people doing stuff on modulars and it's just kind of like, you know, kind of like psychedelic noise kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. So, you know, the album just, it just blew me away. But um, getting back to my question is, have you, um, do you, you, I know you worked with Sebastian a lot before, but um, do you guys plan on doing anything again or? Hey man, uh, I'm all for it. You know, that's all I have to say. You know, I'm all for it. I, I've, I've, uh, you know, he and I have worked on stuff before. I think the the most recent thing that we did together was uh, was uh, Samuel Harvey's first album, I believe, in Harvey on Two. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, there were a couple of tracks that he and I like co-produced on it. Um, and man, that was that was a lot of fun. That was great. You know, uh, to just to give you a a little insight there. I mean, I've known, I've known Sebastian since, uh, uh, I think it was 1999. I met him. Oh, no shit. (laughs) So he and I, you know, I had been friends for a while. And the first time I ever saw anybody making music on a computer was Sebastian. Oh, no kidding. Really? Yeah. Before that, I had never seen anybody making music on a computer. Everything, everything that I'd seen, were like drum machine, like rolling uh, hard disk recorders. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, boss like, sequen- like, like boss sequencers and stuff. And yeah, samplers and uh, you know synthesizers and keyboards and stuff like that. But 
I'd never seen anybody make music on their computer. And he was using his computer keyboard as a piano. And I was like, come on, man. This is crazy. That's awesome. (laughs) I was was like, how is this even working right now? Um, But yeah, that was uh, Fruity Loops the first time. I. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we we uh, Zach and I did a show about I called it the fruit stand of uh, the, the episode we did because uh, Fruity Loops has just released finally after literally dude like two or three years of beta it's format existence Max was, version yeah yeah and I'm like yeah. what's the deal right so they finally re- released it uh, for Apple and uh, it's I I I remember a couple of friends of mine using Fruity Loops and I get to play around with it a little bit it's actually it was actually pretty cool stuff man um, yeah I mean I know a lot of musicians that use it and like they use it well I'm just like wow I was like, well, you well, know, dude, I used the, it initially, and I, I didn't understand how it was. I had a hard time understanding that sequencer, and then I realized that afterward that it was almost like an 808 or one of those old-school sequencers with yeah, the yeah. buttons and the lights that just ran in a line, you know? Yep. And I was like, oh, shit, that's what that's supposed to be? All right, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, the other, the other thing, too, is, uh, Zach, do you remember the prices? Uh... It was like a hundred bucks for like the baseline thing just to kind of like fuck around with. And then I want to say it was 300 for like the producer and like 899 for like the pro. Yeah. yeah. 899 Ruben. 899. Wow. Yeah, yeah dude. It was like, pretty high. Wow. Like, the funny that part is with like 150 gigs of samples, loops. That must be like the fucking mother load. Of That's samples. it's it's called. I think I believe it's called. Um, I'll I'll pull it up online here. But the thing about it is the reason why I asked Zach how much it was too is because I remember Fruity Loops was like free. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, it was free. Like you were like you were dumb to go try to pirate it because it just had a free link somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like and and then it it started evolving. You know. Um, uh, Dean, up. Uh, I live in an apartment, and upstairs, Dean uh, has it on his machine, and uh, he built his own PCs and stuff. And so he's got Fruity Loops on there. I actually gave him my old K Rock uh, um, fives. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, he set them up. Well, he gave me, dude. This guy gave me. Zach freaked when he came over. I'm sorry. He helped me set it up. He gave me a 32 inch um, gaming. Uh, what is it, Zach? It's a it's a display. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's the uh, it's a- a- Asus. No, it's the Sam's. It's the Acer. Uh, Acer um, Argon. Like yeah, the curved one, dude. Originally, like, it was like nine hundred bucks, something like that. Yeah, he like what? gave it to me, dude. So you're right. rocking that in your studio setup now? Oh yeah, I'm looking right at it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, gave it to me. He's like, dude, you want this? I'm like, I'm like, um do you want any money for it? And he's like, no, you can have it. And then, so I turned around and, uh, you know, I, I wanted a pair of Adam's audio and uh, because Adam, Adam audio just came out with a pair of two pairs of speakers. Uh, the, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that later. Um, but I, I ended up buying the, 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 uh, the Adams and I, he was like, well, dude, I'll give you a hundred bucks for your, your KR case. And I said, no, 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 no. You know, my wife was like, just give it to him. He gave me the monitor don't ask him for any money. I had those monitors, man, for 15 years. 
and they still sound good. The the chaos. Yeah. yeah, those are. I mean, those are. You know, it's like kick. Well, it's like a. You know? It's like a. Mother well, it's like a staple now. You you see K KRKs yeah. in everybody's studio. You know you, that you can't miss that yeah. yellow cone. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, you can't uh, miss it. You know they got the. I, I went somewhere and they got. The, they had the subwoofer too. Well, I was just gonna say. So I, I see him outside. I just took a walk. My wife and my niece and I we walked around and and I came back to do the podcast and. He's out there throwing shit away in the dumpster, and uh, he goes, "Dude, I bought the subwoofer." Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I go, "Yeah, those are those are pretty big, man." He goes, "Yeah, it's freaking forty-two pounds." He goes, "The thing's huge," and I go, "Yeah, but it must sound ballsy, like uh, you know what I mean?" He's like, "Yeah, it sounds amazing," <laughs> um, but I. So he's rocking that in his apartment. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, he's wait, wait, wait. That subwoofer weighs 42 pounds. 42 pounds, dude. What? It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's like it's, it's huge, like it's yeah. got a tw- it's a most, 12 inch woofer hooked up to five inch speakers. <laughs> most um most uh subwoofers for like studio. Yeah, they're um, big. You know, in a, in a in a formal studio environment, they call them LFE, low frequency effects. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of those. Most of those subwoofers are huge, yep. and they're heavy. Like, they're, they're massive, and 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 the thing about it is, is that the a lot of the times when they're mixing these, you know, really low frequencies. I guess the best example I can give you is like uh, <clears throat> is like uh, mixing like film and stuff in five one. When you're mixing, yeah, your- okay. Hello. Oh, you're yeah. breaking up on me, dude. I'm breaking up. Yeah. Plus, uh, plus right. how's now? Somebody, okay. somebody just texted me too, and I hold, hold on. Sorry about that. Go ahead, continue saying what you were saying. So, so what I was saying is, uh, they they mix that as a an independent channel, but like the bass on it or the the low frequencies are so crazy that it doesn't even matter where you place that subwoofer in the studio. Like you could put it right in the middle of the room. You could put it in a corner. You could put it behind the console. You could put it under the console. You could put it. Doesn't matter where. They they go around the entire room. Right, right, right. So it's crazy. Like when you're mixing with a subwoofer, like you know, I I don't know. I I don't think I like it in terms of like music. Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you, dude. I I had a subwoofer and when I I used to have a. Um, watch Zach's gonna be like, oh, dude, you're dating yourself again. I used to have a uh, an eight real an eight not an eight track player either, Zach. Um, <laughs> I had a half inch uh, um, uh, eight track reel to reel Tascam reel to reel, and yeah. I had I had a subwoofer in that studio. And back then, I was just doing straight up rock, um, and I, I I I used to turn it off. I hated mixing with it. Um, and it yeah. was, it was matched with this. I had a pair of Yamaha NS 10 M's and I had the subwoofer that was matched with that. They had just come oh. out with it. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, dude, uh. <laughs> I used to turn that, th- those speakers were probably the worst fucking speakers I ever mixed on. And dude, that's why people love them. Cause they're so bad. If your mix, if your mids and your highs sound fantastic on the Yamaha NS 10s. Chances are they sound fucking great everywhere. Yeah, but I gotta tell you, when I when even though that subwoofer was matched for those speakers, and I quote unquote matched, 
um, I would, I used to turn it off and I didn't master. I, I don't usually do my own mastering anyway, but I hated that subwoofer. It, especially doing rock and stuff. It just, it, cut, it cut everything out and I, I hated it. And I said, I will never use a subwoofer in a studio again. Um, and it's just, it just kills me because there are guys like that do do that. They'll, they'll, they're, these are even hip hop artists, uh, people that I know that mix hip hop, like they, they love having a subwoofer in a studio. And I just, I don't know, man, maybe I'll, I'll try something different, but with the NS 10 M's, it was freaking horrible. Yeah. I guess you have to get used to it. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I personally don't like it. And you know, a lot of the pro studios that I've been to, I've never seen a subwoofer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of the big, the big studios with like SSLs and shit like that. Like, yeah, because I, I, I was, I've never seen it. I've never once seen a subwoofer, <laughs> except if it was like a five-one room or something. You know, that's different. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. If it's, a, if it's like a surround sound kind of uh, uh, studio, but even like, like mastering. I was, I was listening to this guy on YouTube talking about uh, mastering with a subwoofer, and I'm like, dude, to me, that's just, I don't know, overkill. You know. I've, yeah. I've, I've watched Manny master and, and, uh, he even said it, he said he wouldn't, he would never master using a, a subwoofer, you know, yeah. um, because it's just too much. It's, you know, you're really concentrating on where everything's placed and then how you're going to, when you're mastering, how you're going to bring that sound out, um, yeah. you know, and, you know, today we, we had a discussion, um, Manny and I were talking about the other day, we we're talking about how people are mastering for loudness and not for quality um and yes it's it's called the loudness wars it sucks dude like i'm because it's it's almost not pleasurable to listen to music when it's like that you know what i mean um and that's what i love about when manny masters stuff he doesn't master it for loudness he masters it to bring out the essence of the uh the artist you know right um, which is awesome, you know. Um, but yeah, the loudness wars. Did you see that video? No, man. I mean, uh, there's I'm... a video right now going viral on uh, how the industry is. Uh, the industry's dying anyway. We know that um, the big cats are dying anyway, and the only thing they're holding on to is the is the young kids and stuff like that. That's the only thing they can hold on to. But there's these two guys that write all the lyrics for Bieber and, and uh, you know, all the people that, you know, we're not, we don't listen to, but anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's two guys that write the lyrics and, and there's this whole, I, Zach, I sent you the video, didn't I? Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. It's kind of, uh, <laughs> it's very interesting to see how like, it's depressing. Yeah, dude. Like it was, um, and they showed like uh, how like the you know the music engineers and stuff like that and the producers like the real heroes like it yeah showed it showed like clips of like a song that like someone like Beyonce would sing and then it would show it just like without all the effects and it was like oh my god this person would be like mediocre without these guys yeah it was it was it's a very interesting video this guy it's Ruben you got I'll send it to you dude it's um. It's it's what what's interesting about it is is it, he he did some research. This guy, uh, he has a team, and he went out and they did some research and they shot this video. And it's only probably like maybe twenty minutes long. Yeah. Um, and what I love about it is he broke it down in twenty minutes. I'm sure if it was a documentary, it would be amazing. 
Um, but what he did is he broke it down. And what was sad about it is, is he said the death of creativity is starting to happen. And it's been happening for about the past 10 years now. Um, right. You know, it's kind of a depressing thing. But what gave me hope was, uh, was electronic artists, heavy metal artists, people that yeah. still actually play instruments and rely on their creativity. Yeah. Um, hip hop yeah. artists. Uh, I'm not talking he trap. No offense out there if you're into trap, but I, <laughs> I, I don't know, bro. That's not rap to me. That's, you know, when, well, when, when I hear, when I hear stuff like what Harvey does, when I hear what one Mike does, or when I hear like uh, EA ski, uh, the, all those, when I listen to those guys, that's rap to me. You know, it's musical. This, this, this content to it. There's, there's creativity that goes into it, you know? And, right, right. and, and he talks about really the pop industry and how, you know, in every pop song, there's, there's the, Ooh, yeah. Uh, ooh, who? And I started laughing. I go, I just heard a song the other day uh, that had, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, who in it? Because it's almost, <laughs> and, and I started laughing, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm going, wow. I'm like, like how many songs can Coldplay write with woohoo, woohoo? You know what I mean? Like you just sit there going, okay, everybody gets to sing along to it in the auditorium. Great. But that's where creativity is being killed. And, well, that's and you where just, like, look at a lot of the music now. A lot of the music now is beats and hooks. Well, they talk, and he talks about that. They say the, the, the quick hook, he was saying the quick hook is what's bringing people in. Uh, and they want it quicker now. They don't want to wait two or three verses in. They want it right away. Um, yeah. They, and he they, said. They start, usually start with a hook. Yeah. And then go for like eight or 12 measures. Right. And jump into a hook again. Yep. Uh, and and that's, that's why, you know, I, perfect example of that. Um, I'm trying to think of who we, I was listening to a few years ago. And I, I was like, it was a rock band. And right away, the, the song had three to four hooks in it and one verse. And I sat there and I went, this is, there's not even a buildup to this song. It, the buildup already happened. So where does it, where does, you know, where is the ejaculation of this song? Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> I go, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, to me, like I, I, when I started listening to music, all of my favorite albums or artists like you what you were listening to was a story with a theme right it had it had a, a beginning it had a climax it had a, a conflict and it had a resolution like all those things like just like you were reading a book yep you know that's how i that's how i loved listening to music now i mean a lot of albums are just like a bunch of songs strung together and then they put a period at the end and it's over Right, right. I, you know, everybody wants to make an album of all hits. Like every song is a hit. You know, like I, I don't see. It doesn't, I don't, it doesn't have to be. It, it's not about that. No, and I, and that's the thing. I, you know, like some electronic music I listen to. Like there's a there's a, a, a two guys that I listen to uh, called Vibersphere, um, and they're hardcore old school trance. And I like it. And 
I remember playing it uh, one day um, and uh, my manager came over and he said, oh, this is one of those songs that never goes anywhere and just goes on and on and on. And I said, yeah, it's called Trance for a reason. And he goes, yeah, but it does the same thing, dude. There's no breakdowns. There's no, there's no climax to it. I go, well, there is. I said, near the end of the song, the song does kind of climax out and then it fades. And he goes, really? I go, yeah, well, if you've never listened to it, you can't make that call. Because I took offense to him racking on the music I was listening to, but but in yeah, the other, I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know. And honestly, Jay, like I've been taking this approach now that I'm like older and like you know, I I listen to everything that comes out. That at least if a bunch of people are talking about it, I'll give it a try and I'll right, see what right. it's about you know. And at the very least, I can in an educated fashion talk shit about whatever it is if if it warrants that you know right but i i I think i think people should focus again more on the enjoyment of it you know like do you enjoy music when you listen to it is it pleasurable to you i feel like i i i spent a lot of time uh trying to analyze all of the technicalities of like a piece of music or the audio in a movie or, you know, something like to that effect or the audio on a TV commercial or on a radio commercial. Right, right. So, like I spent a lot of time trying to like analyze the technical aspects of it and being like, man, that sucks. That sucks. And I got to a point where I was like, shit, I don't fucking like anything anymore because I can find holes in it all. Well, I think that, but I think, but I think that's the producer in you, the artist in you. I think that's, I think we all do that to a point. One of the things that, you know, I was having a discussion before with somebody was, you know, have you ever listened to music? Like, I think the art of listening to music has died. And I think it's somewhat coming back again because, and I hate to say this, man, vinyl. When people, I don't hate to say it. I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's awesome because I'm going to tell you this. When I was growing up, all I had was vinyl. Okay. And what we used to do is we would sit down and my mom had, mom and dad had this big giant wooden RCA console sitting in the hallway of our, of our home. And I remember, you know, getting an album, it was either my sisters or, um, you know, I would borrow an album and I was just a kid. I was like 12, 13 years old. And I was just starting to get into like rock, you know what I mean? Like really getting into it. And, I remember putting on an album, opening up the thing, putting it on the turntable, taking care of it, didn't want to scratch it, put the needle down, sat on the stairs, okay, and looked at the album cover and listened to the music. And there was also a mystique about it. There was this mystique about the band, the mystique about, you know, what were they really like? You know, what did they do? How did they do this? I didn't. I wasn't technically savvy enough to understand recording and how they did things. Yeah. Yeah. But I listened to the nuances. Like I'll never forget when I heard, uh, I heard the end of whole lot of love by Led Zeppelin. And I heard that burn in, uh, see, I can say the technical terms. Now the burn in of the echoplex that he used because an echoplex uses tape and yep. 
they had done this song over and over so many times in the studio that 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 vocal that comes in it goes way down inside and then it goes way down inside that that first echo you hear was a burning from the tape and they didn't know how to get rid of it so they kept it and that was like a trademark of that song it just sounded freaking awesome right yeah and a happy accident yeah it was a happy accident and I sat there and I was like, wow, that's so cool. Like the art of listening to music isn't just putting on a radio station and, you know, bopping. What I've been doing lately is I have a bit of a drive when I drive to work and I put music on and I listen to it. And it blows my mind because I don't sit there like you were saying, because I was doing the same thing, Ruben. I was Oh, how did they do this? Is what kind of echo unit did they use? What kind of reverb is that? Jesus Christ, this this guy's voice sounds like shit. Why didn't he do this, right? Yeah. And yeah. and instead, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, and because his name always comes up, Manny said to me one time. He said, "When was the last time you listened to music?" And I did. I I sat there and I I said, Manny, I don't really listen to music. I I. I listened to it for inspiration and to get ideas. And he said, why don't you find an album that you really enjoy listening to and listen to it? And yeah. I did. I, uh, I, I, I pulled out a nine inch nails album and yep. it's, instead of sitting there and wondering how Trent did things. And I actually listened to the way it sounded and not, I didn't care yeah. about anything else. Right, just enjoyed it. It was awesome, dude. Yeah, but and, that's what I'm saying is 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 that there's a lot there's a lot of that, and and, and just to further drive my my point home is this is like, you know, we we'll, we will never all like the same things. Correct. Right? This is it, it'll never happen. So, a lot of times, you know, when I do the listening, it's it's just that it's like critical listening. Is like, what am I hearing? What is this? What what's it made of? Does all of this, all of these sounds together, do they make me happy? Do I, do I feel something from it? Do right. I feel some form of motivation or inspiration or does it provoke thought or does it provoke uh, action? You know, right, I, that, right. That's, that's what I want to gain. When I listen to something that leaves me feeling kind of empty or like, like I just ate a fucking burger from McDonald's and I'm like, oh, uh, it tasted good at first, but now I feel like shit. <laughs> oh shit! You know, I—that's when I'm like, all right, well, that sucked. You know, that wasn't good. Yeah. So no. it, it's all about that. And um, another thing too, you mentioned uh, trap and stuff, and like, you know, uh, all the different music genres—they all have uh, kind of like a, a family tree. Right. So right. like you have rock. Right. But off of rock is like metal and black metal and death metal and grindcore and this and that. And the third, and, you know, it's like wine and shit. Like it's just fucking never ending varieties. Yep. Yep. So I think all music genres kind of have that. And oh, yeah. I, I, to I, I totally agree with you. Yes, I absolutely. Feel like, I feel like this. I feel like. uh the ones that stray further away from using the the core pillars of that genre 
sometimes it, it feels watered down, right? Because they don't have the they don't have the raw meat and potatoes that you need to 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 carry that same genre forward, right? Right. So like, if uh, if a guy uh, put together a metal band. And he's, you know, they're crushing fucking crazy blast beats. But then, like, an R&B singer starts singing. You're like, no, wait a minute. That'd be interesting. It would be weird. It would be be interesting. But, like, a metal fan would be like, no, that's not metal. Like, why the fuck is this guy singing about roses and, like, romancing this girl with fucking wine and shit and taking her to White Castle? And what the fuck is this guy talking about? Yeah, why isn't he singing about beasts from hell and, and slaying exactly. dragons? <laughs> that's no, how I no, feel. I hear you. That's how I feel about some of this, you know, quote unquote trap music. Right. You know, or or some of this like quote unquote like pop rap or pop anything, really. Well, I hate I hate I first of all, I hate the term pop because yeah. like like they put they put they put things in front of Genres like punk it's and not call a, it, it's pop to me is not really pop a genre punk of music. What is it's just what a, it's it's not a no, really genre of music to me. To me, it's like a a method of selling something. Thank it's you. Not, it's it's not it's not a it doesn't really feel like all right, cool. Like you're a pop artist. Like what does that even mean? Right? Doesn't it mean popular? That's a that's an adjective that describes something completely different. Exactly. It doesn't describe your musical taste I, I don't but understand. see but see unfortunately in this world that we live in with with genres and and you like even you when you mentioned all the metal stuff there's so many there's so many different genres of metal yep. um you know what i call metal the metal heads of today call that classic rock yeah <laughs> right right you know um it's it's like but I gotta, I gotta remind them like all the time. Like a lot of people in, that I work with too, they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, dude, that's not metal." And I'll be like, "No, that is actually the godfather of metal." Like that's where metal got its fucking style from. So exactly, show some fucking respect for it. Exactly, and like you know, um, you know, it's funny. Like pop, for instance, like you, you hit it right on the head. Pop means popular. It's, it's all this is. It's just a, an abbreviation, and you know. Uh, when somebody talk, talks to me about pop punk and I look at them and I go, do you understand what you're saying? Huh. That's a, that's an oxymoron because punk, <laughs> punk is against the establishment. It's against everything. That's the reason why it merged its ugly head back in the, the late seventies and, and, and early eighties because, you know, with the sex pistols and stuff, because it was like giving the, the rest of the world the finger and telling them to go fuck themselves. That's, that's what punk is. Now you're telling right. me that there's pop punk. Oh, so it's popular to be against the establishment, <laughs> yeah. which is ludicrous. Right. Well, because... because now a lot of music is just focused towards people rather than like people being drawn to the music, you know? Absolutely. And that's, to me, that's the... kind of sad because I feel like a lot of the genres of music, like even like Ruben was saying, like the pillars and stuff, like I feel like people genuinely flock to like a specific style or, you know, like for me, like I'm, you know, I'm Mikey, I, I talk with Mikey every day and I'm a huge hip hop head. And, you know, it, it's, 
I talk with Mikey about all these things. And then, you know, I'm drawn to music because of like, you know, lyrics or I'm drawn to it because of the way it makes me feel. And I feel like that's why what the music industry did wrong rather than having artists be completely free make the music that they want to fucking make and then have people go and be like, Oh my God, that sounds awesome and flock to them. They're now but, with all these but, but see, crazy subgenres. They're saying, Oh, well the industry's like, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and push it in this direction. And then that's just, we're going to target a people rather than actually like having an influence. And that's well, why, but so, so to wrap that up is the reason why that's done in the industry. And that's why, that's why the, the record industry is slowly dying. I mean, Trent Reznor even said it, and it's not just because of this reason, you know, the reason also is streaming and, and digital music and things like that. The record industry died a long time ago, yep. but the, the thing is, is record companies do one thing because they're a company. They need to turn a profit. They need to make money. Yep. And that's what they're interested in. They're not interested in, you know, how creative you can be. Which is you know, we, fucking mind blowing to me because if you look at it from like a profit margin, artists and companies generated more money when it was physical than it is streaming. Because person mm. to person, there's more money to be made in individual sales. Well, because streaming is a joke, dude. Yeah. You can stream anything. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, but I mean, that's what I'm just saying. Like, I, part of it is also. You know, the the way the, the, the record industry went was like, the, you know, they grabbed on. All of a sudden they realized that, you know, the big talented artists that were around in the day, they're all getting older, you know. And so they decided to go after the younger crowd because they can sell more records. You know, you tell a 16 year old kid, hey, you're going to buy that record because, you know, this is the sound that you want. So it's like a brainwashing thing. Yeah. And yeah. You know, well, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you know, 20 billion kids buy that record, you know, and then when that pop star gets older, you know, and, and realizes that they've been used a lot, because this is what happens. We've seen it happen with uh, Britney Spears. We've seen it happen with Justin Bieber. We've seen it happen with all these these kid pop stars. Um, they grow up. They're not little kids anymore. They can't be cute. They can't sing songs about baby, baby, baby anymore because they usually have families. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it all comes down. And, and a lot of them, like, lose their brains, too, because they're surrounded by people telling them how great they are all the time. And then all of a sudden, that all stops. Mm-hmm. You know, and the record industry goes, you know what? This guy's getting older, man. We got to start looking at somebody else. You well, know, look at look at like... Um people like oh and it even hurts me to say his name takashi 69 and anyone listening that likes him i mean that's cool um i don't even know who that is it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like a guy a that pokemon. i would use to play shinobi with you know what no, i mean like, like a pokemon yeah. but like just like to, like <laughs> to give you an takashi idea Jay, like no he, he's got he's Squirtle, got yeah, he's got 69 <laughs> tattooed all over his body in all different forms. Oh, I've seen pictures yeah, of yeah. that asshole. But, like, yeah, but, yeah, what, yeah. but what I but what I mean by that is like there no one is selling his music. They're selling his image. They're selling, you know, oh Well, he's an oddity, kids. dude. Exactly. All these kids need to be like, "Oh, look at how gangster he is. Oh, look yeah. at how hyped he gets." And I mean, no, granted, be... don't get me wrong, like if I listen to Takashi, which I don't, but if it's ever on, 
I'll grant it. I'll be like, oh shit. Like, I'll just want to go like fucking throw something. You know what I mean? Like it definitely gets you hyped, but it's like, it, 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 it's awkward to me that we're selling an image. Like it's a model or like, you know, a, a mold rather than selling like a talent. It just doesn't make sense to me anymore. I, you know, and I, what I'm going to say to that is, I think that it's been that way for a long time in terms of like selling an image. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. I, I think that in hip hop itself, uh, you know, there was a time where you had to have a set, you like, you had to have some skills when yeah. it came right. to either rapping or producing or DJing or breakdancing or doing something hip hop related. Yep. Yep. Right. Now, it's not it doesn't matter if you can do those things or not yep. right it's almost like all right cool you got the job uh forget about the skills we'll just fucking train you and you'll figure it out as you go yeah. right right but put these clothes on and dye your hair and uh get all your friends to come out to the show and stand on stage yep it, it's it's uh people try to argue that those are different skill sets and while they might be, I just think that they're aside from music. So who the fuck cares? Yep. You know, right. Like, yeah. It's aside from music. Like I want to hear good music. I don't want to hear someone saying Gucci seventy five thousand times in a song. <laughs> well, I mean that's no, no, he's right, dude. And that's and no, that's I, like no, no, trust me. And I know, I know, we strayed off from you, Ruben. I know we we kind of you know because this is what happens on my podcast. We go in all different no, directions. It's all good. It's all good. I mean, they're all themes that we're passionate about, you know, as yeah. like, people who like practice the craft and try to perfect it. You know, that's that's usually how it is. I mean, and there's the other side of the coin. Yeah, maybe we're not millionaires off of music. We didn't go out and, you know, uh, put in the work to sell as much as we possibly could about it. We didn't go and do a trillion shows around the country to try to, like, get it. We didn't make a song that was a hit or a viral track you know that's not right. why we do it you know so no and that's and that's that's just it man like i've you know i'm gonna be totally honest with you i've tried i've tried different things i've you know every time my you know my family would always be like you know how come you don't how come you're not playing like perfect example how come you don't play in a wedding band you can make a lot of money doing that and i look at them and i go yeah and i can also shoot myself in the freaking head too you know like <laughs> And not, no offense to anybody playing in a wedding band. You make a lot of money. You know, I know guys that play in cover bands and they make a lot of money. I did it. What One of my best friends has a DJ, wedding DJ business with like eight DJs. And they're booked the entire fucking year. Like yeah. these guys don't stop. You yeah. Know, they and they make stop. money. They make shit loads of money. But, but the thing is, is. You know, you sit there and you go, okay. And I did it. I did the, I did the, the, the wedding band thing. You know, uh, I did the, I did the cover band thing, but I was dying inside because I wanted to play with guys that could write. And, and the interesting right. thing about People guys that create. Yeah. And the interesting thing about guys that play in those bands, and, I, and you have one guy in particular that I used to hang out with. I went to school with and recently uh, actually it was right before you had left where we used to work, Ruben. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was, I was doing a, an open mic night and I was playing with a cover band and I went to school, high school with this guy. And, you know, I asked him one time, I said, Hey man, you know, you should come into my studio. You, you know, we should write like a couple of songs and stuff together. And this guy had an amazing studio of his own. 
above his garage. I mean, it was gorgeous. Console the whole nine yards, right? Nice. Yeah. But but here's the killer. You know, this guy was recording. He was recording Beatles songs. <laughs> what? Yeah, bro. Like I, I sat there and I went, I went, wow, you got all this gorgeous equipment, this beautiful space. He just bought an electronic drum kit. And he was recording Beatles songs and he was recording, you know, uh, demos and stuff also of, of for his band so he could shop it around and get gigs, you know, for cover band, for his cover band. And I sat there and I went, you, you can't write anything. Ah, oh, you know, I've tried, man. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really inclined that way. I, I, I really, you know, I'm better off just playing other people's stuff. And when I tell you, this guy was a beast of a guitar player. I mean, you could, you could say to him, dude, play, um, a, for instance, this is a true story. Guy came up out of the audience. He, and I was, I was in charge of signing people up. We would play a few songs to open the night. And then I would go and sign people up and they would come up and play their music. Right. And, you know, we had a couple of people that would come up and do originals on their acoustics and stuff. But one guy came up one night and he said, yeah, I want to do uh, wish you were here by Pink Floyd. And so, okay, cool, dude. You got a guitar? No, man, I'm just going to sing it. I'm like, all right. So I'll let the band know. So I go over to the guy and I said, Hey man, you know, notice I'm not mentioning names fellas, but I go over to the guy and I say to him, Hey dude, um, you know, do you know Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd? He's like, oh, let me see. Wish You Were Here. Dun, 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 dun. And he hums at his head. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I remember that. I, I can play that. And I was like, okay, what about the rest of the band? He says, yeah, they'll follow along. So I, I go up to him. I go, I go uh, hey, so-and-so, what about the solo? That's a killer solo in that song. So he starts humming it in his head, the guitar solo, right? Note for note, dude, when the guy got up and sang. I couldn't sing the shit, by the way. When he got up and <laughs> sang, right? The band played that song note for note. And when he got, came to the guitar solo, he played, you swear to David Gilmore was up there. Wow. And, and that's how talented this guy was, right? But he couldn't write a lick. And yeah, there's a lot of money in that stuff. And I had to get out. I, I couldn't take it anymore. People used to come up to me and saying, you know, you, I love when you sing, you know, rock and roll by Led Zeppelin. Or I love when you sing 18 by Alice Cooper. I'm like, great. Hey, I got this. I'm like, I got this song I wrote. Oh yeah, dude, we don't want to hear that. We want to hear you do the. We want to hear you do the classics, man. You know, and right then and there, I was kind of like, I got to get out of here. You know, because I was turning into that, and I didn't want to be that. Yeah. You know, I didn't. And 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 that's one of the things. Like, for me, you know, writing my own music, it, it, like you said, Ruben, it's a passion. It's it's a. It's something that I sit there and I, I write stuff for me. I don't write I don't write electronic music to go, oh cool man, Steve Ioki's gonna hear this and, and wanna play this at an EDM festival. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean fuck, if he does fuck, then if he does yeah, bonus. Cool. Awesome. Right. <laughs> but that's not but, why you do it. No, dude. I do it because I I I I love I love fucking with synthesizers. I really do. I love tweaking them and 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 making them sound like shit that i've never heard before or maybe making them sound like a synth that i i want to sound like you know what i mean but i have the ability to do that and the freedom to do that um without having you know having to conform to oh well you know geez is the is the immediate crowd gonna like this you know right um i don't i don't write that way 
You know, I did that when I was with Sub Seven and the Undead. Uh, you know, I wrote songs that went with that genre of music. And also because, you know, the gothic community that I'm, I'm involved in still and I'm involved in, you know, I know that's the kind of music that they liked. And that's what I wrote for. And, I, and you know, I wasn't it's still what it's I was still creative, though. I still wasn't conforming myself to something I wasn't. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I just, you know, to me, you know, and I, again, we swayed away from you, Ruben. And I, you know, just to me, like. I want creativity to come back. And in that video, one thing I just want to say is they mentioned timbre or timbra, right? And that's the sound. That's the sound. When you hear a string being strung on a guitar, if you hear a synth chord being played, you know, and they were saying there's a lot of that missing in pop music and in music today because uh, there's no feeling put into it. Uh -huh. And uh I try to do that with my electronic music. I try to add the human feel to some of the stuff I do yep. because I'm a human being. Right. I'm, you know, I'm not a machine, you know? Right. Well, look um, at, look at the album that we created when we did that album. I mean, not tooting anyone's horn, but it's like, we're a bunch of dudes in our houses that did that with a thousand dollars worth of equipment. Yeah. There's people out right. there with millions of dollars worth of equipment who have all these producers and all these people like pushing money at them and everything else. And they can't even play three chords. That's <laughs> true. Yep. You know, and they can't even write their own lyrics. When I, I'm, I'm going to send you that tonight, Ruben. Because when you find out the two guys that are responsible for writing most of the lyrics you've been hearing for the past 10 years, you're going to go, what? Yeah. It blew my mind, dude. Hey, those. And uh, props to those guys, whoever they are. Oh, absolutely! They're, because they're, fucking, they're geniuses. Well, the guy <laughs> says the guy says they're millionaires. Uh, you know, of course, of course. Yeah, and and he goes he goes just like this in the video. He goes, none of you have ever heard of these guys, and you probably never you'll probably won't even remember who they are after this video. Yep. He goes, but they're going to continue doing what they're doing because that's what people want. And all the people that right now that everyone loves are the wedding singers. They're singing yep. someone else's stuff. And that's the thing that, that upset me the most because everybody puts these big stars <clears throat> like Katy Perry and all these people up on these giant pedestals. And they say, oh, yeah, I wrote that song. No, they didn't. That's nope. the thing that, that blew my mind the most is when he turned around and said, no, they didn't write that song. These two guys did. You know, and uh, it's it just a mind blow. But anyway... I know we're running out of time, but I don't care. Ruben, let's talk a little bit about, and I'm sorry we went off, but like I said, sometimes it happens, whatever the hell we talk about. Uh, but we did, talk, <laughs> we did talk about the music industry, so that was kind of cool, actually. Um, yeah. That, that was good. Uh, but one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, is um, what, do you, what do you, when you play out now, what are you using for gear? Uh, if I play out, it's very simple. Uh, I just take my laptop. Uh, and I bring my uh, machine Mark II uh, MIDI controller, uh, and that's it. That's all oh, I use. Na native instruments? Yep. Oh, really? Oh, yep. cool. I didn't know you used that. That's awesome. Yep. I have the machine Mark II, uh, and I just plug it into my MacBook Pro, and that's it. That's all I need. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, yep. trying, to I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for a live rig because I got to – I got to get my ass out there and perform. And uh, because uh, nobody knows who Echo Craft is and I want to get out there and, and, and try to. Hey, I, I have a way that you could do that. 
Really? Yep. All right. Yep. We need to like uh, we need to talk. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Because um, I really do. I want to. I want to go out and, and you know, Man- Manny was like, "Well, dude, you got to play stuff off the album." And I'm I'm like, "No, man. I want to go out there and and I want to do some uh, electronic improv, man. I just want to rip it out." You know, yeah. I've done you that. Do, be- you could do both, and it would be killer. Well, I've done that before in the past when I was doing it uh, back in uh, the late 90s and early 2000s. I used to go out and just play. I, I used to bring a, a couple of drum machines and I, I had a Juno 106. Um, Ooh, and I, I would go that. out. Love the Juno 106. Oh, it's one of my favorite synths, man. And, and, and I would go out and I would perform live. And we what we did was we recorded the stuff live to Dat. And then we had a CD burner right there and we would burn cds and hand them out to people uh wow. right after right after the show that would um, blow people's minds right now it was cool like, man it'd be like yo you what know? the fuck you just did that <laughs> yeah it was cool and 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 nothing ever sounded the same like everything was always different and i i never had any presets i just winged it you know what i mean yeah. um so i would i would love to do that again because it was fun and then the best part is is back then there wasn't a whole lot of it. And today it seems like electronic music is, uh, it seems to be more alive than it ever has been. I believe, you know, I'm finding bands on Spotify, man, that are freaking me out right now. Like I'm going, Holy shit, this is amazing. You know, like, um, but anyway, yeah. So you, so that's what you're using live. Um, yeah. And what do you what do you what do you got for a studio setup? Same thing, or you you got a little bit more, or yeah, I, I got a little bit more. I have that. Uh, the right now, I mean, it's pretty minimal. Uh, the one synthesizer that I have is an Alesis, uh Micron. It's like, it's oh like yeah, little, yeah, I got one of those. Um, oh, those are cool. And uh, and that's it. I mean, and, and for synthesizers, that's it. So I have the machine. I have that, and I have my. Uh, trusty rusty mpc 2000 excel nice sampler so sometimes i chop on that like i mess around with samples on that it's just it has a different feeling uh than the machine but uh with the machine yeah, that's, I mean, that's classic know. dude yeah yeah for sure <laughs> no that's that's but dude that's what like i have a i have a cup i have a guitar electric guitar i got electric bass uh oh no kidding yeah, I just you know, when I, want to, when I want to rip some chords on that, I I do that. But oh, that's very cool. Uh, but that's it. You know, pretty pretty minimal. Uh, I have some uh event uh two tr sixes, uh monitors. I've had them for a long time. They're still I was gonna good. say, man, the yeah. event speakers. Those are solid speakers. Yep, they're pretty good. Uh, my interface is a Focusrite. Sapphire USB. Um, yes, got a couple <laughs> hard drives. That's it, man. I mean, it's it's pretty minimal, uh, and I like it because I can take it with me. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. To go somewhere, you know, minus the speakers and all that. But um, the three of us are focus right guys. Yeah, to I take love the, focus right. Take focus right with me is nothing. To take the micron with me is nothing. My machine and my laptop fit in my in my backpack like see that's awesome man i don't really have to do too much you know yeah see that's my problem i'm trying to think like do i want to go minimalistic do i want to just bring a (laughs) drum machine and one synth and if i was to do that i'd probably bring like the tr8s 
and uh, yeah. and a mini and a mini Lug. And that's yeah, it. That's, yeah, hey, hey, I was just about to say that because I know you got the mini Moog. So I was oh. like, just just take the mini Moog and take something else, maybe like a drum machine or a sequencer or something, and then you're good. And and my laptop because I do. Uh, I, the only thing I need is I was actually thinking about later on picking up a, a small Sapphire unit just for an interface. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But the, but the other thing is I have a I have I freaked out Manny. I actually have a, a seven disc CD burner tower um, that I got back in the day with my band. It's I've only used it a few times. Um, it, yeah. It, t- test it out, man. That'd be dope. Oh no, it works because I I actually burned some discs for Manny to send to the Grammys and um, I literally this thing burns seven CDs in four minutes. What? Yeah. So <laughs> so so I could literally bring this thing with me, set it up on a table, and go. So you want a copy of the show? You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, who listens to CDs anymore, man? I'm like, bro, there's a lot of people that still buy CDs. Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. You know, I, I keep I keep telling people that are into vinyl, I keep telling them, you wait, man, CDs have come back. <laughs> <laughs> well, tapes have, you know, tapes, yeah. tapes, tapes are coming. Hey, Look I at see people putting out cassettes a lot. Yeah, man. Um, Tascam made an announcement uh, last year that they started building, uh, they, they started building two new cassette decks. Yep. And I'm like, couple companies with them out now, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And I'm and Marantz is still building them. I'm sitting there going, well, why not, man? Why not have all the medias? I, like I said, vinyl was awesome. It still is awesome. I love walking into Newbury Comics now, and and there's a whole vinyl section, like huge, you know. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, I go, I go to the deep dark vinyl dungeons to find what I need. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, man. Hey, is there it, still? There used to be a place in Boston. Um, what was it called? Looney Tunes. Oh. Yeah, is Looney Tunes still around? Uh, I think the one by Berkeley closed. Oh man, that's the one I used to go to. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a that's bunch. A bummer. There's a bunch. Hey, in Lowell, there's one in Lowell that's awesome. Really? I know there was used to be on Route One in in uh, Saugus Rocket Records. I don't know if they're still around, but. I used to in go in Lowell, there. The one in Lowell is in a mill building. It's called Vinyl Destination. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if Stella knows about that place. He probably does. Oh, I'm he sure. probably does. Dude, it's he has spidey uh, sense with that shit. Yeah, that's it's called uh, Mill Number Five. Mill Number Five. Oh, that's yeah. I, I want to check that out. That's cool. I, yeah. I'm afraid to get into vinyl again because it's like getting into modulars. You, you get yeah. sucked in. I know. You're Dude, like, I bought. love it. Dude, I, I bought that it. thing that Joe Stella told me to buy, like that uh, that turntable for vinyls. I bought a bunch of vinyls. I haven't done it yet, and I regret it. I need to get it set up. Hey, yeah, you do. My three-year-old daughter can play records. Really? Yep. She's yeah, adorable, man. The hardest man. part is setting up the needle, right? Like yep, yeah. that's awesome. She, she does it perfectly. Puts wow. the record on, puts the needle on, hits play. She, she got she... it. Then she's off dancing because I've seen videos of her dancing. It's hilarious. <laughs> hey, she was, she was playing guitar today. Oh, no, really? Yep. yep. That's all. I saw her. Uh, uh, Shanti showed me a video of her uh, uh, playing uh, the, 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 the congas or the bongos uh, when you guys had that um, had a bunch of musicians over. And I was like, yep. 
I was like, that's so funny. That's awesome, though, dude. I love little kids getting into music. I think it's the coolest thing, you know? Yeah, yeah she loves it, man. She loves that's it. That's awesome. She's adorable anyway. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thank you. Uh, but listen, man, um, you know, uh, we've gone over 20 minutes, but, you know, hey, que sera, sera. Um, But, uh, yeah, if, uh, if anybody um, – Ruben, how, how can people get to hear your stuff? Uh, do you have anything up on SoundCloud or anything like that? Yeah. Or? Yep, SoundCloud and Bandcamp, it's all Cobra Clutch. So with a K. With a K. K so it's Cobra with a K. And Clutch with a K, for sure. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, cool. Um, it's, uh, it's the same handle at every social media, YouTube, everything Cobra Clutch. Awesome. You got a YouTube channel? Yep. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. I'm going to check that out. Yep, uh, it's just got a bunch of stuff I like on there. I haven't posted any of my music on there, but uh it's just you can go on there and check out the stuff that i follow that it will it will yeah yeah all right cool yep (laughs) no that's awesome man um yeah so listen everybody uh it was a pleasure ruben i really enjoyed our conversation tonight um i I really did that was awesome um and i'm gonna try to get more people on here every week uh just to keep things alive and going and uh because I'll tell you, this is probably the coolest thing I've done in a long time. I, I'm, I really get off on it. Um, and also, I just want to give a shout out, and I should have done this at the beginning, to Mr. Tom Feeney uh, for creating the new uh, EchoCast logo. Nice. Uh, which uh, Tom, uh, I asked him today if he could create that logo for all of my uh, social media and media websites. So I should be having some new facelifts done on those pages. So, um, but I am, it is called echo craft, but this show is called echo craft presents echo cast. Um, and you can catch us on Spotify, Apple music, uh, you name it, man, we're out there. I can't go through all of them. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't even bother right now. Just look up Echo Craft, and it's Echo and uh, Craft with a K. And, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, Mr. Cobra Clutch, thank you very much. Yeah, my uh, pleasure, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, uh, it's absolute, absolute pleasure. And uh, my, my, my friend, I called him my little sidekick last week, and I apologize. Oh that's, that's very demeaning, uh, Zach. I apologize for that. But – City and Ruin, you can check out his stuff on Spotify now. His Spotify page is up. Um, and you can also check him out on the compilation album, as well as Cobra Clutch, called Earth Transmissions on TMP Records, LLC, on Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, uh, and uh, Pandora, I believe. I, yep. I, yeah, yep. we're, yep. On, we're on Pandora. Pandora. We're on yeah. Pandora, too. Yeah, we're on title too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, everybody check that out. Please uh, stay tuned for next week. We're going to have somebody else on. And again, uh, this is Echo Craft and the rest of the crew saying peace. Thanks, guys. All right, man. Peace. Good night. Good night. <laughs>